3: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome to One Life Left. We can say that because who knows what time you're listening to this when it goes out as a podcast. My name is Steve Curran. My name is Chris Graft.
4: And my name is Cara Ellison.
3: And we have another roster of fantastic guests on the show today. Although it's a shorter show today, isn't it, Chris?
2: um is it shorter i was under the impression that it was an extended version of one life left it's gonna be about four hours, four hours six hour marathon it's kind, of,
3: it's kind of like the prog rock version endless endless <laughs> it will feel endless actually today already feels a bit endless it's the end of gdc and i think by now things are a bit of a struggle for everyone right
2: Uh um, what'd you say <laughs>
3: <laughs> did you have a nice time last night chris
2: you know that I had a nice time. I was with you the entire night. Yeah,
3: but our listeners don't know and that. I,
2: I, I told you over and over again what an amazing time that I had. Okay, okay do
3: we have to go through again how radio works?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so I'll explain what happened. Steve does a thing called marioki, like super marioki, except, you know, um, to, to Americans, this would be
3: marioki. Okay, and, and what's marioki, Chris?
2: Um, it's karaoke, but with lyrics that are inspired by video games.
3: And you did some singing, didn't you?
2: I did. I did one last night. Um, it was November Rain, uh, but it was redone as Defender Game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fantastic. What did you do last night, Kara?
4: So I was really rock and roll. I got home at 7 p.m., fell asleep on my face like face down on the bed (laughs) and I woke up this morning at 8am okay (laughs) and was like wow there were two amazing parties last night that I totally missed out on well done Cara but on the bright side I feel pretty good today
3: fantastic well good because you're gonna have to carry the show (laughs) (laughs) um and why don't you um why don't you introduce our first guest Well, why doesn't our first guest introduce herself? Because, you know, humans are capable of actions.
1: Right. Well, tell us all about yourself. Okay. Um, My name, I'm Kate Edwards. I'm the executive director of the International Game Developers Association. And um, I'm also a geographer. Wow, Um, cool. I've worked in the game industry for over 20 years, uh, basically helping game developers avoid making really nasty political and cultural mistakes. Wow. What sort of mistakes have they made in the past, you would point Um, out? Things like the use of history, where they have a scenario where they send it over, they put it in the game like in Age of Empires, and um, they send it over to a country like Korea, and the government says that never happened. And so they have to decide whether they take out the scenario or they change the scenario in order to make the government happy. Or things like in dancing games, be, there's gestures that are very sensitive in you know, yeah. different cultures, just all kinds of stuff. Do you think
4: it's possible that a game could start the Third World War? You know, if, if, say, you know, Japan and Korea disagreed on a certain thing in a video game and then started an argument and then escalated and, you know...
1: I don't think that media, whether it's a game or a film or whatever it might be, I don't think that's enough to cause the actual outbreak of conflict. And we've certainly seen a lot of cultural backlash as a result of certain media... But um, I mean, the games themselves contain a lot of you know future scenarios anyway. that could be uh, sensitive, but I don't. Usually, the only reason they're going to react that way and start a war is that the actual territory is going to be you know taken over. Right. Um, but okay.
2: What about what about the geography like aspect of it? Can you talk about it? You said that you're a geographer. Yes. Like we, I, I don't know too many game developers that there's like, I develop video games. I also geogrify as well.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, basically, I mean, there's... The fact is, I mean, games are a global medium, and that, you know, a lot of people don't even know, for example, that localized versions of games, that represents 50% of the industry's revenue. And so there's a big potential for issues to come up in games, whether it's translation issues, or there's all these cultural, potentially political issues. Sometimes it's using the wrong name, for a for a certain country or a city or something like that on a map in a game um, portraying a fantasy culture similar to an existing culture and then having that fantasy culture do something that the existing culture would never do you know all kinds of things like that
2: yeah in some countries like um, huge dragons feared greatly but in uh, other cultures they're welcome like family
3: yep it's that kind of thing right exactly Astute observation,
1: Chris.
4: <laughs> um, it's really interesting as well because I remember uh, discovering that Kirby is pink. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. Kirby's Dreamland is pink. And in the US, actually originally, Kirby was marketed as white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because they thought that Americans would not buy Kirby's Dreamland because pink is a girl's color. Mm-hmm. And they associated with girls, and so they made Kirby white on the on the box initially. Anyway, they actually he's pink in a lot of games now, but because we live in an enlightened times. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, back then he was white, which was is is weird because I always remember him as being a white thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So Kate, uh, you and I talked a little bit. Uh, I just asked you very casually, did the old Hey, how's your conference going? Um, yeah. And uh, we, we had a conversation. So, Kate, how's your conference going?
1: <laughs> well, um, the conference, this is a huge event for the IHGA. We have all kinds of things going on um, because this is where our community is. We represent developers. So, um, besides, like, our official events that we do during the week, um, we have a lot of special interest group meetings on all kinds of subjects within the industry, whether it's, like, women in games or production or writing or whatever it might be but you know the the thing is that overall looking back on the week it's like there's just a really positive vibe that's in the air and I think a lot of people expected uh, to not have that given the the episode of the last several months online and um so we're coming into this event I think with a little trepidation but uh, honestly speaking I've spoken to so many people around uh GDC this week and there's just this incredible positive feeling
2: I'm getting the same impression. It's just kind of—it's just kind of a general vibe. I think that everyone just needed to see each other's faces. We're not—we're not just avatars, or you know, and all that. But um, how about you, Steve? You've had an awful week, haven't you? You've been...
3: <laughs> it's been dreadful. Um, one of the things I was explaining to Kate is, but my uh, my—I had a head cold. I had a head cold on the flight coming over here, so I was that guy on the airplane who you don't yeah. want to be sat... Yeah, yeah, coughing and sneezing. And I felt awful about that, but the people next to me felt much worse. But then my, um, my ear popped on the way up, and it hasn't unpopped, so I've actually had to do GDC, including karaoke, and including the radio show and editing the radio show with one ear.
2: That's, that's a, that sounds horrifying. I, I did not you know have, that. You have had a bad week.
3: No, no, it's been a, still been a fantastic week. I can, I can basically testify that uh, GDC with one ear is, is maybe as, ma- as much as 90% as good as GDC with two. That's good to know. Welcome back to One Life Left at GDC. Uh, I'm Steve Curran. I have 50% of my hearing, <laughs> but it, everything is still going uh, brilliant. I think... As I look out onto the show floor, see people with smiling eyes, happy faces. You're right, Chris. We did just need to see each other. I don't mean you and me. I'm like.
2: No, no, absolutely not. We um, did not yeah. need to see each other. Everyone else should be
3: seeing each other. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, welcome back to One Life Left. We are a radio show about video games. We broadcast every year from GDC, and this is our fourth and final show. We're also a might podcast. might be fourth and
2: final time. And I mean, we, we don't really know.
3: <laughs> it's true. This could be the last time I ever talk to you, Chris.
2: It's possible.
3: You never know. Well, let's make the most of it. Uh, we have brilliant guests, and we are, today is no exception. Um, and we're joined at the other end of the table, the end of the table where I can hear. Uh, we're joined by Runa. Hello, Runa. Hello. Hello. What's Well, we know what your name is. Where do you come from and what do you do?
5: I come from Norway, and I manage a small collective of game studios called uh, Hama Game Collective.
3: Okay, what does that entail, managing them? Do you look after them? Are you a nanny to them?
5: Partly, because <laughs> uh, they get grumpy if there's not enough coffee.
3: <laughs> so so you, um, you sort of look after the portfolio of games and the studio. Do you make sure those games are as good as they can be? Do you make uh, sure the people are as happy as they can be? <laughs>
5: Well, yes, the happy part. Not okay. so much the game part. I'm not directly involved with the game making.
3: Okay, and what brings you to GDC? Why are you here?
5: I am doing a lot of networking.
3: Ah. Yes, hashtag
5: networking. Uh, and I'm looking for speakers to take back home, uh, people we can learn from.
2: Um, like kidnapping?
5: Well, you can call it that, but also we, we, we will ask nicely, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who's, uh, who's the best... T- Who's the best person you've hashtag networked with so far?
5: Um, I met the lovely Richard Martian uh, yesterday. Really? Yes. He
4: is lovely, he? He is. He's probably, I mean, last time I saw, so actually one time I put Martin Hollis, who made Goldeneye and other excellent games, um, and I put Martin Hollis and Richard the Martian in the same room, and then asked them to have a nice off with each other, <laughs> and to be honest with you, I couldn't really see there being a winner. I think they, they were equally as nice as each other. So I feel like Richard LaMarchand is definitely a front frontrunner uh, for nicest person <laughs> in the games industry, definitely.
5: It was really pleasant. Uh, he also took me to something called uh, Lost Levels. I'd never heard of it before. <gasps> Lost Levels is
4: great. Yes. And all of a sudden, I was there, and it was, yeah, it was really, really great. Yeah, what, what did you see at Los Levels? There's lots of speakers, right? And they all yes. kind of stand in the park, and then you can go to each Whoa. one.
5: This year, it wasn't at a park. It was in a very, very tiny building uh, a few streets off. And oh. it was super crammed and super hot. But I got to hear some talks, but we moved a bit around, so... Ah, mm-hmm.
4: I see. So um, did you learn anything interesting at Los Levels? No, but I met a lot of cool people. So you did hashtag, <laughs> hashtag
5: networking. Yes, I did.
4: Nice.
2: So They're saying it was it wasn't it was it was bad.
5: No, it wasn't. It was just it was hard to hear anything because it was loud and cramped.
2: Oh, okay. Hey, speaking of the noise, one of the things that I really like about the last day of the like the last GDC podcast, like someone will just be like behind us putting away a giant uh, cart of. <laughs> Clanging metal trays, <laughs> and it's like
4: so. Every every time we do this, there's always someone who comes along to empty the bins, and it's always like this giant, giant crackling noise yeah, for yeah. like ten minutes.
2: And and any any second now, there's gonna be just some random person who walks in front of this booth, and it's gonna be clearly a guy who found a badge in the trash. Somewhere. <laughs> but um, I but I like I. I We talked to one. I I talked to the guy last time here. Yeah, you did. I said, get out of here. You need to pay the price
3: of admission. Runa, do you have any um, tips for people who might go to GDC on hashtag networking?
5: Um, Just walk up to people and start talking to them. Most of the time, they will talk back to you, and that is nice.
3: What do you do if they don't talk back to you?
5: Then I leave. Really? (laughs) Yes.
3: I mean, how long do you talk for before... Before, they, uh, before you decide, okay, they're not going to reply, what's a good length of time to leave it?
5: That is not long, like a few seconds at most. Really? Not even that. If I say hello and they don't answer, why would you want to stick around? You are ruthless.
2: Did that, did that, did that actually happen? Like,
5: no, it hasn't yet. Uh-huh. No.
2: You haven't gone up to someone and then it, it, you just say hello and then they just look through you? Is that, is that your cue to go then at that point? Or do you try to stay in their line of What's sight? What's
4: really funny is I can imagine you in particular, Chris, doing uh, that to other
2: people. Oh, yeah, I, I, do, I do that every day. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the show, uh, Runa. Are you, are you leaving GDC today? What? Are you leaving, sorry, are you leaving San Francisco today?
5: No, tomorrow morning.
3: Okay, so uh, this evening is free to see the very best of the city, right? Yes. Uh, Chris, do you have any recommendations for what Runa should do tonight?
2: Um, Chipotle, yeah, just hit up Chipotle. (laughs) Chipotle? The uh, Wendy's, I think there's a little little cute, cute little boutique hamburger place called Wendy's. (laughs) Yeah, definitely hit up those two places. And welcome back to the smooth, smooth, smooth sounds of the One Life Left Podcast. I'm Chris Graft. I'm editor in chief of, according to my name tag,
3: Gamstura. <laughs> yeah. your name, how did that happen? Your name. Your name tag. Literally, let me have a look at your name tag. Here you go. Your name tag literally reads Christian Graft, editor and chief, Gamstura. Uh,
2: well, it doesn't say editor in chief. It says editor and <laughs> chi- chief, Gamstura. And uh, it's because I was. Uh, Uh, Because I was a bum and I didn't pre-register So then I had to communicate my name and title Directly to a person with a keyboard And then I didn't look at my name tag
4: (laughs) Have you seen Jen Frank's? Jen Frank's badge just reads Jen Frank in small font Then Jen Frank in a larger font And then Jen Frank in really large
0: letters Just in in case you might have forgotten Oh wait, there's a a voice Um, Who
2: are you and what are you doing here?
0: Hi guys, my name is Chris Gomez. I'm a writer and a game designer, and uh, yeah, this is my first okay. GDC. Oh, ooh, how do you like it? We have an, a new new guy. Yeah, man, it's uh, my only regret is that I can't like split myself into like like multiple man from the X Men and be. Oh, we can we can help you with more. that. We can chop <laughs> you up into little pieces and cut you into <laughs> multiple out. sessions.
2: Mm, that's not not. I don't know if that's exactly no, what I. No, mean, you wouldn't but. survive. <laughs> I do have a question, though. Um, does anyone here at the table have um, conference hands?
3: What a conference hands? Conference hands? It's conference hands?
2: It's just like, at the end of the week, it's just like... And I wash my hands a lot, I swear. I swear I wash them a lot. But it's just got this, like... It's, they're almost, like, goopy now. Yeah, it's like I mean, if I, like, slowly opened my fingers, you'd see... like. <laughs> in between them just, just dripping down. Um, anyone else have that? No, just you, no I, just
0: you. I, I don't ha- I haven't had conference hands, but what I definitely have had is I think like conference larynx where like, oh my god, I've been talking to so many people nonstop. It's like you know, my neck muscles seize up, and it's like you need oh to yeah. not, you need oh to yeah. stop talking. Oh yeah, I got, I got the old conference larynx. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I did, I did a micro talk yesterday where someone said that my voice was raspy and husky. Raspy.
2: So, <laughs> I mean, uh, Chris, ra- Chris Gomez, uh, you're a writer and designer
0: of what types of things? Uh, well, I got interested in games. I mean, I grew up playing games, but I also grew up reading a ton of books, and in school I studied philosophy, and so when games started to like incorporate moral systems, I got really interested in sort of like where that could go, because I think there's still so much untapped potential, and there's so many cool, interesting things, Uh, and I'm currently teaching myself coding and working in Twine, and so I've got a bunch of different projects going on there. Yeah, moral systems like um, kill the puppy or let it live—that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, do I do I want the do I want the water power that comes from uh, being a moral saint, or do I want the lightning power that comes from being the devil himself? i um, lightning power, obviously. So. Um... <laughs> Then you'll get thirsty.
2: <laughs> oh, in in theory, uh, so so as someone who's been to GDC for the for the first time. I know that you already said you wanted to split yourself in a bunch of pieces, but how, how is everything have you been have you been trying to see a bunch of sessions and are trying to meet people? We had a lady on here before that was really into networking. I mean, really into networking.
0: The yeah, hashtag yeah. networking, yeah. I I'm I've definitely got my schedule of, of sessions that I've gone to. Um definitely trying to get the most out of every like And I get bothered when people. I can't, like, you can't, like, say it out loud, but I get bothered when people have, like, really great stuff on their PowerPoint slides, and I'm frantically frantically typing it, but then they immediately, like, blip to the next one, and I'm like, oh, "Oh."
3: it's a slide problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything? uh, Will you be coming back next year? Oh, absolutely. What will you do differently
0: next year? Next year. Not come on the podcast, (laughs) apart from that. (laughs) Apart from being on the podcast again. Next year, I think I will make a point of meeting more people with skills in audio, because that is something that I really like in games, that I think um, there's an amazing, amazing writer... um, from a website called SocksMakePeopleSexy.net, um, Patrick Rosley, I think his name is, um, and he wrote a series, he's written giant articles about all the Final Fantasy games, and he's written uh, about Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, and he's working on the Earthbound games. And in, in the Chrono Trigger uh, article, he said that like games, if you play a game with the sound off, it's like having a, a, a cheeseburger, but not eating the bun or the lettuce, or any of the toppings, just eating the patty? It's like
2: eating a Big Mac without listening to Master of Puppets. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, uh, well, thanks so much for coming on the radio show. Uh, we are a radio show, not a podcast. I have to, to you know, draw that line. Although, this is a podcast.
0: Totally, so. thank you.
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, hopefully, see you next year.
0: See you next year, guys. This was great.
4: Welcome back to One Life Left, GDC 2015. Um, I think that we're all pretty tired today and pretty uh, sort of a little bit like I feel myself wilting slightly, but we have some excellent guests with us right now. We have, uh, would you like to introduce yourselves?
6: Uh, I'm Thomas Bidow. And what do you do? Uh, I run my own company. I'm an evil consultant. (gasps) I help people do marketing, monetization, this kind of stuff all uh-huh. evil stuff
4: yeah. and we also have matt bach with us hi matt bach hello
6: i'm matt bach i'm
7: creative director at harmonics music systems
3: you're both uh one life left veterans you've been on the show before haven't you and the show at gdc as well indeed i think this is maybe four in a row is that, is that true <laughs> four in a row uh good to see you how's your gdc going
7: matt it's quite good it's quite good uh I've been really pacing myself, okay. and so I, I feel like I've enjoyed every single day of GDC. I haven't regretted a single moment.
3: I have a semantic question. Is there a difference between what Americans mean by quite, quite good, and what British people mean by oh, quite good? Oh,
2: quite, quite. Yes. Quite. Like, I uh, actually had this conversation with, uh, with Simon Carlos, who helps run the show, and for the longest time, I would say things like, uh, he, you know, like, I read an article that he recommends, and uh, he says, it's, uh, and I say, that's quite good. And he's like, it is quite good. <laughs> and, but we meant actually opposite things, like quite, in a, for Americans, mm. it means, like, it's emphasizing, it's like very, it's like, it's
3: very good. Mm. Not, not with, not, not with you. <laughs> So when, when when I said, yeah, can we can we do the podcast at GDC? It's quite good. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
3: um, uh, Thomas, uh, are you having quite a good GDC? I have a very good GDC. All right, that's yeah. that's what I meant. Quite very good. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any? Have you been talking this year?
6: I was talking. Yes, ah. I was talking. That's strange. You know, I talked about a topic that I don't know about. Okay, what's that? It's PR. Wow. Well, yeah. So I talk about PR for free-to-play games specifically. But okay. I work with people who know about it, so I picked the brain, and I was, I was a sock puppet for, for that whole talk. They were talking through my mouse, mostly. There was no question, so that was okay. I was fine. I, I think I faked it pretty well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, uh, okay, so actually, Thomas, he blogs a lot on, on Sutra and he... he uh, uh, well, he, he writes not just Gamma Sutra, but, like, other places, and he releases a lot of interesting data. You're kind of like a data collector.
6: Yeah, like numbers. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah like, um, like, uh, like uh, so it's not like a museum, like, artifact, like, like you de- you're you mining data. And then what do you do with the data
6: once you get it? Oh, so, the, I, so mining the data is number one. It's not that easy, but when you have the data, it's like, try to have the data talk to me, tell me something interesting that I can use. So it's a process of, I think this. It's how it works. Is the number telling me that it's the truth or not? And then you're like, oh, no, it's not the truth. It's totally different. So you kind of like go back and forth between what you think things should work and try to get the numbers talking to you. Uh, And sometimes you also like, you know, give me patterns. It's a bit of a voodoo magic. Sometimes... It doesn't work. Sometimes you know, it doesn't talk to you and it's very boring.
2: When a number lies to you, are your feelings hurt? <laughs> hmm? When a number lies to you, do you get your feelings hurt? Yeah,
6: it's very hurtful. It's I- <laughs> also, you're like, tell me this. I want to know this. And then, it's actually, more than lying is when they don't talk to you. When, you know, like...
2: The old silent treatment. Yeah,
6: silent treatment, like, you know, took to the hand, and like, no, I want, I want you to tell me what it is, you know, and, and then, like, there's nothing, it's just like, nah, mm, average, Yeah. Matt, you were talking uh, yesterday, weren't you? Indeed. What it's were you talking spoke about? today as well.
3: Oh, okay, really? Which one was your favorite?
7: Um, I, I have to say that yesterday was, was my favorite. Okay. I got to share the stage with Kara, and that was really, really great. Okay. And in addition to eight other amazing speakers. Uh, really? All organized by Richard Marchand, the Microtalks.
3: So, uh, there were ten speakers. Where would you say you ranked in the ten? Uh, I went third. No, no, no. I mean in terms of quality,
7: Matt. Oh, uh, seven 7 out of 10.
3: You're 7. Good. Um, uh, what was your talk about, your micro talk about?
7: Uh, my talk was about uh, relationships that you have with characters and games uh, and the ways in which sometimes those play out in a deterministic fashion. No matter what you do, if you pick a particular conversation path, you're going to reach success or, or, or failure with a given character. And uh, some problems I had with this related to uh, empathy and sort of the internal monologues of these characters. I feel like they should act more unpredictably uh, because otherwise it can potentially give people a sense of sort of uh, entitlement over others. And I feel like uh, that's just not a a good thing to foster.
3: It begins with an anecdote about game theory and Tinder, doesn't it?
7: It does indeed, yeah. (laughs) So uh, it it opens up with um, an analysis of my friend John and the way he plays Tinder. Uh, He had grown a beard... And he was wondering, should he shave this beard? Should he not shave this beard? Because uh, he was going on these Tinder dates, and all his profile photos were beardless. And so we kind of did, did a little modeling for that. But <laughs> mostly what that involved was kind of imagining, based on the photos that uh, his, his, this uh, woman he was going to date with, uh, had chosen, and the sort of various elements of her profile, and the way that she'd been talking to him to try and figure out, is she a beard person or not? This is not a problem for, for, for gay men in hookup apps because there's actually separate hookup apps for people with beards and without beards. Straight people haven't developed that technology yet. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it requires this kind of empathetic thinking, that kind of theory of mind, believing that the other person has something going on and trying to judge from their actions and their behaviors what that might be. Um, and I want to see more of those types of things present in games so that we can start to think about the interiority of various characters. And that links really well to what Kara was speaking about. Yeah,
4: I, I did a talk about intersubjective intimacy, which is kind of like a, a psychology term for when so. psychic energy goes from one being to another being, and it doesn't even have to be like a human being, it could be an animal or anything, so there's uh, a kind of really interesting thing that happens in video games where... Um, like just an action or emotion can indicate the relationship between two things Um, and I gave some examples like I, I thought that you know Shadow of the Colossus was a good example because your relationship with the horse is like this kind of unspoken thing but you do still have this kind of energy go between the two entities where you feel like you're connected to it and there is a lot of like, really interesting relationships in uh, video games like that, and I think that those are, those represent like the most memorable things that happen in video games, usually. And I, and I gave a few examples of that, and I also called Shadow of Mordor uh, the AAA game's uh, best shot at a homoerotic dating sim. Uh, that sort of thing. That was tweeted a lot, um, Uh, out of everything that's the one thing that people took away from my talk Uh, so I guess I'm now known for saying that good job Cara (laughs) Uh,
3: so are you both uh, sticking around in San Francisco or is this your final day
7: I'm sticking around I believe we're playing cricket tomorrow
3: of course (laughs) of course of course we are Uh, Thomas do you want to come and play cricket with us Hmm? Thomas would you like to come and play
6: cricket with us I would love it Okay. Yeah, I need to learn the rules. It might take a while, but I would love that. Yeah. Just
4: aim for Steve's head is the rules.
6: <laughs> ah, it's <see. laughs> it. Welcome
3: back to One Life Left at GDC. Uh, one of the sessions in front of us right now, there's queue stretching out of the door. What's going on, Chris?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> there's, there's nothing going on there. They're just, I think that there's some free, um, something free.
3: Have, have, you know, I remember a couple of years ago uh, there was a rumor that Google were handing out free tablets, and there was oh, a bit yeah. of a rush. to... You,
2: you know what? They're not handing out free tablets this year. Although uh-huh. I have something here. Um, it's called Google Cardboard. Okay. And it's basically um, a VR system that you might find in the in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and it is made of cardboard.
3: It's got a, a rubber band on a it. A
2: rubber band. <laughs> um, there's a washer on one side. And what you do with this, oh, there's two lenses as well that, um, uh, that it could be, just, I don't know. Um, and what you do is you put your um, $800 cell phone inside of this yeah, okay. and hold it to your face. And v- boom, virtual reality.
3: We've got two new guests, don't we, Kara?
4: Yes, we have two guests here with us. Would you like to introduce yourselves?
8: Uh, hi, I'm Robert Yang. I uh, teach games at NYU Game Center. I also make a bunch of like gay sex games lately.
4: I, I love your gay sex games. And how about yourself?
8: Uh, I'm Tom Vine. I am the programming half of SFB Games with my brother.
4: Cool. And uh, Robert, what, what do you, what, what's your experience of GDC this year? Has it been good?
8: Um, yeah, I really enjoyed myself. Just got out of the uh, EGW, Experimental Game Workshop uh, session. That was really fun.
4: Yeah? What, did, what, did you, what stood out for you?
8: Um, I really liked Cleveland Games by uh, Ivan Safran and Tutran. It was really It's just a bunch of weird connect games about how Cleveland is weird, and it was really cool.
4: It's a game that describes Cleveland. Basically. Uh, that sounds
8: awesome. An awkward connect movements. So that's no, Cleveland. No,
4: nice. Um, I really like the... Um, there's Earth, a primer... Um, which was really amazing, like a kind of teaching tool, but also like a kind of simulation, and like, I mean, like this game that you can play with like volcanoes and mountains, and like making the sea level rise and fall and then seeing the effect on the land around it it's just really interesting, and like kind of a cool new genre of game, I guess
8: yeah, totally, it's great yeah.
3: Tom, how has your GDC been so far?
8: Uh, first day, I was uh, I had a talk, so I was just terrified for the whole day, okay and since then, it's been fantastic. What was your talk about? Uh, I was part of a tech toolbox. There were six of us talking about tools that we've made uh, for people to use for free. And I've made a sound effect generation tool. So I was presenting that.
3: Fantastic. Um, what have you been doing for the rest of the week, then, since the, uh, since the terror has passed?
8: <laughs> uh, well, obviously, it was Mario K, which is the highlight of the week. Uh, <laughs> In terms of sessions jeez I saw a really great one today um on dialogue systems and games which okay was just super fascinating
2: oh yeah tell us about that tell us about dialogue systems and games what was your takeaway and these are your choices <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't I can't think of any choice my Come brain on, melted Chris. that was going to be a pretty hilarious joke though I'm almost on my toes but dialogue systems I do want to hear about dialogue (laughs) oh wait silent like in Telltale games silence is an option
8: (laughs) talk talk talk
3: Um, Robert have you been uh, talking this
8: year? Uh, I gave a talk about uh, level design at the very end of the level design in a day track on Tuesday
3: okay can you Uh, give us the sort of gist of the talk?
8: Um, it was about um, thinking about level design in a very conceptual sense from like the historical perspective to like material to like a political sense like uh, what does sustainable level design look like is that even possible or am I just making stuff up
3: Uh, is it possible or are you making stuff up I'm kind of making
8: stuff up
6: wow
3: (laughs) well thanks guys uh, for coming on the show and talking about what you do Uh, what are you going to do for the rest of the day what's your plans now
8: uh, find some food I suppose I actually haven't eaten anything more than a bagel today so should probably rectify that uh, and then flying out on Sunday
3: okay excellent that means you can join us for uh, the cricket on Saturday if you want to
8: absolutely this is Robert, the first I'm hearing of this uh,
3: Robert are you a big, are you a big cricket fan
8: um, yeah, Bennett Foddy's been trying to convert me. It's okay. a very silly game. It's very silly, but it's
4: also very enjoyable. It doesn't
8: have much gay sex in it, though. So the the the, the bat, I'm told, is very is very suggestive.
4: gay. Oh, oh,
3: okay. Let's it's, not rule anything out. Saturday, Saturday is an it open. It can all day. happen. <laughs> So, in front of us, there is another long queue snaking all the way through the North Hall of the Moscone Center here in San Francisco. Uh, Chris, do we have any idea what that queue is for?
2: I think they're serving soft, warm pretzels.
3: (laughs) That does sound pretty good right now. I mean, we're right at the end of GDC, and indeed at the end of one Life Left for GDC, yeah. Uh, but we've been joined by another super special guest. Hello. Introduce yourself, please. I'm Tide Kelly. It's not um, your first time on One Life Left or at GDC, is it? No, no, no. I got, I got, um, I've gotten to go to GDC quite a few times the last four years, which makes well, me very happy. Thank you so much for coming back, at least. What are you, uh, what are you here for? Why are you at the conference? I, I have no agenda here this year, actually. Really? It's fantastic. Yeah. I have no employer, so I've just like, turned up. I should explain, while that was going on, there was an awful lot of uh, gesturing from yeah, Chris. What just um, happened? I didn't
2: hear what, what, what you guys were talking about, but um, Tim Schafer and a couple of double-fine double pals were walking by, and then
3: you, the, you did some
2: the, sort the, of... the friendly waving that I was doing, and yeah. then the friendly waving back turned into me beckoning to come on the other side, the correct side of the One Life Left table. Yeah, and, and what and, was and, the
3: response? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was pretending that my uh, beckoning was just more aggressive waving, and then he waved very nicely again, and then yeah. he was gone,
3: just like that. He, he didn't just... slow down. He didn't even entertain the idea of... Uh... No,
2: no. Like he, he didn't even care about the soft warm pretzels that uh, <laughs> is being, are being served here in the Moscone today.
3: So uh, all of that happened at the expense of Tag Kelly's introduction, uh, so maybe you should interrogate him a little.
2: Okay. Um, uh, Tag. Chris. Um, yes. Um... What did you already
3: talk about? <laughs> quite. quite, quite, Chris. Quite.
2: Um, so, uh, what are you up to?
3: Uh, I'm freelance
9: consulting for a bunch of people doing games stuff of one sort or another, none of which I can probably talk about. Um, I'm writing a book, and I'm very late with my book, um, but I'm writing a book nonetheless. Um, and I'm joining life in Seattle. Oh,
2: amazing. Okay, uh, what's,
9: so. your,
3: what's your book about? Game design. Oh, really? Uh, can you give us a sort of high level right now? So the, the basic sort of 30-second pitch of
9: it is I'm trying to write a book which is a uh, like a practical skills guide to how to uh, design a game. Specifically, um, put it this way, if there's lots and lots and lots of books out there that teach you the sort of the theory and the way of looking at games and lenses about like sort of examining games and gameplay and all that sort, of, and the psychology of games. But there's very little um, by way of material for regular game designers to understand what they're actually supposed to do once they're working in a studio mm-hmm. um, and since I do that for a living and have done for 15 years um, I decided to write a book about it
4: nice um, yeah so, so it's all about
9: like how to write documents and stuff
4: cool I, I and have you seen anything here at GDC this week that you were like you were really impressed by any talks that you saw
9: yeah yeah my thing I mean it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a shout out to Richard La <gasps> who's right there Richard Le- Richard, yeah. hello, Richard LaMarchand. Richard um infinite play talk was my single favorite thing of GDC. Oh yeah,
4: lovely. We're on the radio right uh, now. Yeah. Do you want to come on? You should come on. Come on, come on. You need a wee. Okay, oh. well, off you go.
9: <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it was. You, were you there? You there?
4: I didn't make it. Oh. I think I was probably here.
9: Man, it was literally just like uh, sort of an hour of. I have had my mind completely blown. Fantastic.
4: I'm excited to uh, watch it on the GDC Vault. That will yeah, be really amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. so,
2: so, Ty, you're, yeah. you, you, you used. I think you used to be hardcore free-to-play business model. Sort of. How, we how has your How has your feelings? Are you still Mr. Pro? No. Uh, Oh, what? Oh. Is it evil? Did, hearing, you just, he, did you just discover the evil heart of free to play? He, he renounced oh, the free to play business model right no. here. You all heard it.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Controversial. No, I, yeah, no. What I keep finding lately is there are. It's like this everybody I know, particularly in the UK, a lot of the design guys over there still say there is such a thing as a good version of free to play blah 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 but the practical fact of the matter is the vast majority of games that practice it don't do that they are actually kind of you know sleazy with it um, and there's kind of no way around it but I don't know about six months ago I just started to go I really don't want to be associated with this anymore because it feels too much like Vegas
2: that is a huge 180 ladies and gentlemen <laughs>
4: Welcome back to GDC 2015's One Life Left, and we have with us right now the amazing Richard the Martian. Say hello, Richard.
10: Oh, shucks. Hello, Richard. I mean, hello, Cara. <laughs> How are you doing? And uh, hello, Chris, and hello, Steve, and hello, Tig. Something's hey. happening right in front of us. Oh My gosh, this this that crinkling you, you hear?
3: <laughs> is
4: it a waffle?
3: It is. Um, just, I,
2: I'm just going to do that. I don't need one of these, but... I want to do that just to get the
10: effect because we're on radio. So, So, so
3: we are being handed uh, Stroop waffles.
10: Which the is extraordinary actually. Robin Young Storm is handing us all Stroop waffles. I'm going to have one to clog this up me molars. This should happen
4: every year, Steve?
3: Can yeah, this is a tradition. As we. Uh, Y'all be one my conference hands in the Stroop waffle bag. We are <laughs> Thank now, you so much. This is the uh, final, pretty much the final part of One Life Left at GDC, and we try to make sure we close the conference every year with a Stroop waffle. Um, <laughs> Is that is that a, a make by doing that, do we lose our last life? I'm a little confused as to why this is happening, but I'm not fighting here.
2: <laughs> so um, this uh, is actually really good that, um, that Richard is on right now because your name came up like 50 times during the show mm. and the listeners will, ju- will just be like, who is this person that they're talking about it's that they just love <laughs> in it's, like it's like he's a headline
4: act. He's a headline act to the entire week's broadcast. Oh,
10: you guys. I'm a, yeah. Oh, gosh. Richard is I'm basically the flattered. king of GDC. I'm very, very honoured. I'm honoured to hear you've been talking about me. What have people been saying, though? It makes me a little anxious. We, uh, we saw you
3: earlier in the week, didn't we, Richard, staring plaint- plaintively out of a window of a youth hostel.
10: Yeah, that that's right. what I've mainly been doing all week. <laughs> uh, sitting in places, staring plaintively at walls, patches of mould, contemplating <laughs> what rubbish might come out of my mouth. At GDC, generally... In particular, in my talks, and most particularly, if I got on One Life Left, which so, I've been waiting for for an extremely long time. So, Richard, it's very so lovely to help. be here. And um, I thought it was brilliant of me to start my One left, Life Left appearance by saying that I needed a wee. We all do sometimes. Like, I'll just get it out of the way, right from Best the get go. Just say something stupid. So, what face.
4: is it that you actually do besides weeing? Like, what what is your general what What do you do, Richard?
10: Um, I I I I. Uh, I Both um, sweat, perspire, and glow simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. All the bodily fluids are accounted for. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Eric Zimmerman and Tim Schaefer at
10: Line Wobbler. Oh, nice. Yes, Uh, I am working on becoming an expert line wobbler player. Um, I've just got out of the experimental gameplay workshop, which, for my money, is uh, this kind of glorious crescendo for GDC. Um, Robin Hunneke and Daniel Benmehe have been uh, organizing this session for many years now. Um, I was fortunate enough to organize the session with them uh, um, for a couple of years. Of course, the session has its roots in uh, one of the earliest game jam traditions which was started by John Blow and Chris Hecker and uh, a group of other amazing friends in the Bay Area and they initially used this session to show off the weird work they've made in kind of a weekend long game jam. And it has grown into this incredible incredible showcase for the state of the art in game design innovation experimentation and we've just you know in a couple of hours seen all of these extraordinary games including line wobbler uh, a game by the brilliant robin baumgartner who's a german game designer it's a one-dimensional game Uh, uses a colorful led strip and the controller is um, a handle mounted on a spring and robin showed this wild video of a cat with um, on the other side of the door, with a, quite a wide gap underneath the door, both the cat's paws coming through. You can't see the cat, just his paws, and the cat is playing with the wobbly, springy doorstop. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and it's just going twang, 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 grabbing it and springing it, and clearly having a great time. And this was Robin's inspiration for a game that would be controlled by this mechanism. So when you deflect the spring in one direction, it advances your green dot along the line of this LED strip, and there are these little red dots that are enemies. And when you spraying the springy thing, it turns into a wobbling, vibrating yellow line, and then it's dangerous, and it destroys the red dots. And he's got 10, ten brilliant levels of one-dimensional gameplay, pure exuberant fun, boiling down to this fine degree of control, like this super um, amazing, skill-based, deep-rich gameplay. And it's just emblematic of the kind of incredible stuff we've seen in the last couple of hours. What I am I, like I r- about, r- am I rambling too much <laughs> uh, no no not at all I was just gonna say that, I, that what I like most about the
2: conversation with Richard so far is that we still haven't explained who he is
5: but, <laughs> like but, but you, know, but you know know you but, but the on. listener
2: the listeners already know why he was getting so hyped I mean oh. that, but, uh, <laughs> among our other guests so cool. I don't think that we should explain what what Richard ha- has done or what his job is
4: let's not explain who he is let's just continue on and ask Maybe. what what is your favorite thing of the week like what have you seen that was like is the experiment, experimental game gameplay workshop your favorite thing or do you have you seen something else that you really were into i've
10: seen many wonderful things this week right at the beginning of the week i saw ite karen's talk on um, uh, 2d game cameras Um, what he referred to as camera windows Um, what I was taught by my mentors in making platform games were called dance boxes and this is the little um, space of possibility within which the player character of a 2D side scrolling platform game or other kinds of 2D side scrolling games as well can move within before the camera moves. It's basically like the rules for what happens to the camera as um, the player moves the character left and right and up and down on the screen and it's not as simple as you might think if you think about the games that you love. If the um, character, if the camera always moves whenever you um, touch the D pad and, and move the character, then you get this horrible kind of juddery, always in motion um, uh, action of the camera. And so, the, the, in most platform games, the, ca- the character has some freedom of movement before the camera starts to move. And then, depending on the game, the camera will go to different places. Often, you know, it will try and. Uh, um, offset the screen so that the player can see ahead of them so that you don't get a lot of blind jumps and stuff in okay. the platform game. Anyway, so this subject matter is there right beneath the kind of visible easy to discuss surface of platform games. So many people, especially when they're learning game development, set out by making platform games. Um, and I have tried in class to articulate oh look, this happens, these things called dance boxes, <laughs> Try to articulate the rules. And Ite in his talk at the Indie Game Summit um, spent I think it was an hour, um, he made all these animated GIFs of different platform games from down the years which he'd marked up uh, um, to show the boundaries of movement of the characters and where the camera would move to and you know different games even different levels of different games have um, uh, different algorithms that govern this stuff and it's just one of those sort of Canonical slabs of game design wisdom that GDC so often delivers that you know now game designers can use at work to talk about these things much more easily, or that yep. we can use in schools to show students. So that was a really great highlight of the week.
3: Oh, well, uh, you've been an exceptional guest, Richard. I, I honestly don't need to know any more about who you are. I quite like the idea of you just being a construct, maybe played by a different actor every, <laughs> every GDC. Can we think
10: up a kind of cyberpunky artificial intelligence name for me, like Winterwee or something like that? <laughs> uh, um,
3: thanks so much for coming on the
10: show. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's really great to see you
2: all. And we're back. Just Hello. for a little bit, though.
3: Only for a few moments, just to say goodbye, really. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of One Life Left at GDC for 2015. Have you had a nice time, Chris? I
2: have, I have had the best time at GDC, and I've been, I've, I've been to the rodeo a few times in my life. But um, do people know what rodeos are in Britain? <laughs> but um, It's a thing with horses. But it has been a, a wonderful time. Kara? Um,
4: I had a really good time, yeah. I actually, this year, I met, um, at GDC, I met Tim Schaefer, because I, every year I chicken out of saying hello to him, because he's like, the, you know, the Tim Schaefer. And, uh, and, I, and I introduced myself to him, and he, I was really excited to meet him. He was like, yeah, cool. And he was massively underwhelmed by me. <laughs> he was massively <laughs> underwhelmed by me. He was like, great, fine, good, I'm leaving that's, and it's no, so just go.
3: understated and in, many, in many ways that's what GDC is all about meeting your heroes
4: and then, then be massively <laughs> underwhelmed by.
3: You. well guys thank you so much to both of you for helping us present One Life Left this year uh, you've both been brilliant thank you Steve uh, thank and thank you, Steve. you to our listeners who are listening whether you're listening on the show floor or you're not you're just sort of standing there checking They're your checking phone checking their email which is fine or whether you're listening on the podcast, uh, it's been super, super fun. And can great. I
2: can I mention though I, that there was a guy who did come by, and I mentioned earlier that when the show's wrapping up, everything's being put away, and then a random person just strolls by, and um, Steve got asked directions to somewhere <laughs> <laughs> in the I middle to, of it. I
3: had to explain that I was doing a radio show, <laughs> and that maybe maybe now wasn't the best time. Uh, but yeah, it's been super super fun and um, hopefully we'll see you all again next year. Until then, goodbye! Goodbye!
2: goodbye.